0: Matthew 26 verse 36 says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there. He took Peter and two sons and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to sorrow to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it be possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed. My father, my father, if it is possible, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away, Unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he found when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away one more once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look. The hour is near, and the Son of Man is betrayed unto the hands of sinners. Bless the reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus is faced with a very difficult task ahead of him. And the weight of the responsibility is dawning on him. The weight of what he's about to do is dawning on him. Today, my topic is about... The cross in you and the cross in me. The cross in you and me. Today being uh, the day when we share the table of the Lord. We remember that he died for us. We remember that he gave himself for us. We remember that he died that we might have life. But at the same time when we look at Romans chapter 8. You can turn there. Romans chapter 8. ...verse 13... ...when we look at Romans chapter 8... ...and we'll turn there... We'll, 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 look, ...we'll get to it a bit... ...we realize that... His dying on the cross... ...did not just stop there... His dying on the cross... ...began a chain reaction... ...the kind of thing that... ...you think it's only... ...His life that was affected... ...but we realize that... ...our lives were affected... ...that when we received Him we took part of that cross in our lives. That when we decided to say, yes, I will follow you, we took part of what what was paid for in that cross. Not only the benefits, but the suffering as well. There is a suffering that each one of us has to encounter to be able to be manifested the way he intended for us. How many times have you come close to telling a lie and you know the truth is a better way? How many times have you thought, this, this person needs to just hear a piece of my mind, just a piece, not the whole of it. How many times do you feel like forgiving someone is really the worst idea in such a moment? But what contends with that argument in your spirit, it is the cross of God in you. What makes it difficult for you, it is the cross at work in you. You know that the natural me would give him a five-fold ministry. There has to be a prophet. You accuse them of what they have done. Then you evangelize to them what's wrong with them. <laughs> then you pastor them by punishing them. And you can go on and on. You can justify your solution. But the cross in you will not allow you to be who you are. The cross in you is calling you to a place of Gethsemane. A place that you can't go to by your, with other people. Jesus walks into the garden of Gethsemane alone with them. Sorry, he walks in with them. But there comes a place where he has to leave them and go farther. Then he comes back to check on them, to see whether they are with him. But they are asleep. There are battles that you have faced by yourself. There are battles that you have had to take on by yourself. Yes, the, choir, the church is praying. Yes, the intercessors are praying. Yes, your prayer partner is praying. Yes, you've called your mother, you've called your father, you've called anyone who will care to listen, to pray with you. But then there's a place where you have to go alone. You have to decide for yourself that I will stand for the one that died on the cross for me. That I will trust in him. To finish the work that he has done in me. That this this anger that I feel inside will have to die for me to manifest the glory of God. That this desire to be right, to win the argument, will have to be suspended for the cross to prevail in our family. There are many times my darling husband forgets that he said it the other way. And I have had to learn to say yes. It's my fault. We'll fight about that later. <laughs> it's an ongoing cross experience. But. For the sake of peace. The Bible says blessed are the peacemakers. For they are what? The sons of God. Blessed are you when you are. Revired. When you are punished. When you are mistreated. For the sake of the cross. For you. Own the kingdom of God. Paul says that we reckon that the sufferings of this world cannot be compared to the joy, to the glory that will be revealed in you and me. This morning I ask that you let the cross do its work in you. That as you step into that garden of Gethsemane, you will say not my will but your will be done. That as you call on your friends to pray with you, when the hour comes to surrender yourself to him, you will let him do his work. What is the cross in you? Sometimes the cross in you is apologizing for what you haven't really done. Sometimes the cross in you is giving more than what you have. Moments when visitors come and there's very little food you had budgeted as a wife for the family for dinner. Then now you have visitors and you ask yourself, like the widow, this was for me and my family, we eat this and then we, we die. But the oil will not run out when you release it. That thing you are holding in your hand is the key to the next meal. That, key, that thing you are withholding from giving is the key to something bigger than what you have. The cross in you requires that you surrender. Not your will, but His will be done. I'm always amazed at the last words in what we just read. Let's look at verse 46. And this hit me as I I was just reading this. Verse 46 of uh, Matthew 26. Just go back a bit. Matthew 26 verse. Verse 46 He says, sleep on now and take your rest. Look, the hour is near and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. In this moment, Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man. He refers to himself as the Son of Man, meaning that it is the Son of Man that has to die so that the Son of God can be manifested fully. It, wasn't, it was only after the cross that he could walk through the walls. It was only after the cross that he could get the people out of, of hell, the, the ones who were resurrected with him. It was only after the cross, the son of man, the man in you has to go to the cross so that you manifest your sonship in the, king of, of, in the kingdom of God. There are things that will continue To press you down. But they will not destroy you. It is said that a silversmith. Has to expose the silver. To fire. For you to get a purified. Beautiful ring. Or piece of diamond. It has to go through fire. The impurity has to come out. You cannot. I know these days we have dry cleaning. But the clothes have to get wet. To get clean. But even when you do dry cleaning, it's expensive. We want shortcuts. We want shortcuts. We want, we want to just show up and Lord Jesus, take this lying spirit out of me. But when the temptation to lie keeps coming over and over again, we wonder, why God, why can't you take this away from me? That your joy might be full. That when you overcome, you know how far you have come from. The journey is also important. It is part of the product. I love the fact that Jesus. Carrying the cross to, the, to, 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 to Calvary. Kept falling down and getting up. Falling down and getting up. It is symbolic of most of our walk with him. Some days we are standing upright and going. Though it is heavy. But there are other days where we fall. But he has not left us without help. He has given us the Spirit of God by whom we cry, Abba, Father. By whom there is work going on within our spirit. He has given us someone to carry like Simon the Cyrene, was he? The one who helped Jesus carry the cross. He has given you family. He has given you accountability partners to carry that cross with you. That it might be bigger than just you. Jesus in Gethsemane desired to preserve his life. But by losing his life, you and I gain sonship. By losing his life, he's not the only son of God. He gave many a right to become sons of God. For as many as believed in him, to them he gave a right to be called sons of God. As many as received that work in in them, he has given a right to manifest the glory of God. This morning you ask yourself, Lord, why am I suffering? Why is it so hard? I learned something interesting some time back. We can go back to Romans 8 in the meantime. I learned something interesting about popcorn. How many love popcorn? How many love popcorn? You don't like popcorn? God, I love popcorn. When you put that butter thing there, big bowl, you know how you can eat so many and I'm told you can't grow fat on popcorn. It is safe. (laughs) It is safe. You make so much. Sometimes I, I, I make an excuse. I make popcorn for the children. But the mother is the first to test like five handfuls. Yeah, the salt is enough. <laughs> popcorn, I, I learned how popcorn comes to be. You have a, a, a little grain of corn. And when it's heated up, it is the pressure of the, the water inside. Every grain of corn has a, a tiny bit of water at the center. It is the water inside the corn. That heats up, becomes steam, becomes so hot and begins to create pressure inside until it bursts. And then you and I can crack that hard thing and it becomes a glorious blessing to our tummy The Holy Spirit is that little water in you. And every day he's pushing against everything in you to bring out something beautiful. To make you a bride worthy of the King of Kings. Every day he's telling you, just let it go. Every day he's telling you, continue praying. Rise up and pray. Rise up and worship. It is a gift that the Lord has given us. And that's why it's very dangerous to grieve the Holy Spirit. To constantly and knowingly do the things that you know he's doing. To rectify in you. But you go back. And do them. The Bible talks about a dog eating its vomit. Repulsive, isn't it? But God is doing a work in you. Don't undo it. Don't undo it. Let the pressure of the one inside of you burst and break forth to bring out the jewel that you already were before the King of Kings. Let's look at Romans. Romans 8 verse 13. Romans 8 verse 13. I'm reading from modern English version. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. We are the children of God. And if children then heirs, if heirs of God then joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, then we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 19. The eager expectation of creation awaits for the appearance of the sons of God. Verse 24: "For we are saved through hope, but hope that is sin is not hope. For why does a man still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray. we do not know what to pray for as we ought but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings and to deep words. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. So that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He glorified. Can we allow the work of the cross to be perfected in us? July is our month of perfection. July is a month where the Lord is perfecting his work in us. It doesn't matter how long you have been born again. The work is not finished. I like to see a picture of a, an artist taking a lousy piece of canvas and beginning to draw an art piece. He picks different brushes for different effects. I had a friend who liked to use toothbrushes to make amazing, amazing art pieces by spraying paint or splashing it. I think the most expensive art pieces are the ones where we don't really understand what's going on. The abstract art, everyone stands there and says, wow, and you're looking at it like, what are we looking at? What are we looking at? But the price tag on that thing It's like, $1,000, $2,000 for what? That's the whole idea because you don't know what it is. That's why it's expensive. (laughs) You have a price tag on you that took the death of a king. There is a piece of art being done in you. Drawing patience out of a very impatient person. Drawing love out of a hard-hearted person. Drawing peace out of a very restless being like you and me. And God is saying, I can do it. Give me that clay. I can do it. I can make something out of you. I believe there is gold in you. The cross in you and me has a purpose greater than what we desire. Because when the cross is perfected in us, then we are joint heirs with him. Then we are seated with him. We rise above the same situations that gave us a headache. You look at them and you're like, "Ah." there were days when we had stories about demons and you can't sleep that night. You're awake. But when I began to understand that he that is in me is greater than he that is on the outside, you don't give them that much attention. You're like, yeah, manifest, manifest. You still have to go because You were defeated at the cross. He desires to be your shepherd. He desires to walk you through this journey. I remember when I was having my third born labor time. For the men, this is the way of life. These are the problems of having a lady preacher. I can only draw from the pots that I have. When I was having my third born... As labor is, it's usually tough. But the Lord amazingly ministered to me that time. It was a bit tough because for the ladies, you know, when you're calling the nurse to come and she's telling you, Bado, And you just want someone to, to pretend, to, to just be there and say, Oh, voye, yeah. e chungu. So I'm telling this young lady it's the night shift. Somebody just prayed never to give birth during night shift. You know, like the nurses are asleep. They're like, what now? Bado. Mama Vomiliato. And then she goes. And then you ring that bell again. This baby is coming. Aki voye. See Lisa my bado. It got to a point where I just remembered, oh, heaven is here with me. Why am I looking at these people? And true to the word of God, there was a voice with me there that night. Get up and walk. So I get up and walk. Sit down. And then I sit down. Try and lie down. Continue breathing. And I am telling you this as the truth. The Lord ministered to me in that place. But the thing that hit me that day was when he said it becomes easier when you relax. It becomes easier when you don't resist the contractions. It becomes easier when you let your body feel all the pain. For the men, don't worry. Just take it the way it is. But I can tell you, (laughs) I can tell you that baby came sooner than they thought. She comes back to the, 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 the delivery room and I'm telling her this baby is coming. She's, like, she's opening those instruments very slowly. Before she knows it, she's like, Oh my goodness! She comes with one glove. It's called Hebrew women. <laughs> huh? But true to the word of God, the work of the cross in you becomes easier when you let it do its work. The pain of apologizing for those of us who have ego issues, who have pride issues. The pain of embracing the very thing you despise. The pain of giving to those you think, hmm, see, they have hands and legs, why aren't they working? The pain of reaching out to someone you know doesn't consider you to be anything. It's amazing that God would give us human bodies, but then our spirits are concealed from each other. So half the time, like I'm standing here, you all look like you're smiling at me, but I'm not too sure what you're thinking about me. I am that exposed. Sometimes you deal with people and you can see or you can feel that they don't really, they're not genuine to you. But the Lord is saying, let the work that I'm doing in you be more important than what they're doing to you. That your joy might be perfected. The Hebrew culture is that the father of the groom goes out to bring a bride for him. That's why Abraham had to send someone to go and bring who? Rebecca for Isaac. God has sent out the Holy Spirit to bring you the bride of Christ. He is seated at the right hand of the father waiting for the father to bring him a perfect bride. The Holy Spirit is at work in you. And it requires death on the inside for the outside to be transformed. How many can testify that the more I have given into His will, the better person I have become? That the more I have surrendered my right to be heard, the more He has fought my battles. You know that with every battle, there's always another side. You have your strategy. You have your strategy of counting on this, counting on that. But God always has another card that will surprise you. He always has another card. He has never failed. And he's not about to. If it is addiction you're struggling with this morning, I say to you, the cross is able. If it is pain... In your health, in your body that you're struggling with, I say to you, the cross is able. Continue believing. Continue worshipping him. Continue focusing your eyes on him. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The one to whom it is more important to save one lamb than keep the ninety-nine. He will not give up on you. He will not let you go. For we consider the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. This morning my message is very simple. Let the cross in you and me do its perfecting work to the glory of God. like us to pray together. That as we go from strength to strength. That as we go from glory to glory. We know that we have not lost. For when Jesus looked at the cross. He despised the shame. He despised the pain. But for the joy set before him. Can I ask you to focus your mind. On the joy of being perfected in him. On the joy of drawing confidence in him and not men, on the joy of knowing he's your provider. Just open your heart to him this morning and say, Lord, I want to be a son of God. That as creation awaits the manifestation of you, of we the sons of God, I want to be one of them, Lord. Let your work continue in my spirit, Lord. Let your work continue, unearthing and removing everything that does not bring glory to the Father, that I might be presented to him a bride without spot or wrinkle, a bride who is not tied down by age, a bride who is not destroyed by the iniquity of their heart. But the joy of you being in me will be my strength, knowing that the work that you have begun in me, you are faithful. To complete.